Hey everybody, I'm back for the second part of this mini series that I'm doing about making changes and the steps that we take, but also the struggles that we can encounter and how I for myself am dealing with them and how I coach others to deal with them when they're in the process. So if you didn't see my last video or listen to my last podcast about two weeks ago, um, where I discuss the first stage of making any change is confronting this comfort zone that we make for ourselves. You need to go back and listen or watch that one before you do this one. So update, as you know, I'm doing this on my, on my own, in my own journey and sharing how it's going for myself. And I want to be completely truthful. Y'all, I, I failed. I ultimately reverted back to everything I was doing and I'm going to tell you why. And it's one thing that I always coach, yet I did it myself without even realizing. But I'm here to say, though, it's okay. We're just going to hit reset and do some of the things I'm about to discuss to make sure that I'm successful this time. So what I did is I made too many small goals which then made it ultimately overall unrealistic. One thing I always say is when we're going to start any change, we have to start with realistic goals. And so I piled on a ton of small ones and it just flopped. I could not commit to that because it was too many, too much, too many at once. But before we get into what realistic goals look like and what that means, the whole reason we're talking about this right now is because, like I said in my last video, when we stay in a comfort zone, that is ultimately what hinders us from making any change or living a life that we were meant to have and be the person we were meant to be. We're not living at 100%. We're being a limited version of ourselves. And it's ultimately what I think and believe keeps us from knowing who we can't there's a right there's this thing about we know who we are deep down we know what we're capable of and what we should be like and then there's this part of us it's like we just seem to never get there and we don't know why and it's because of this habit or comfort zone that we create due to fears and pains that we've experienced that we don't even sometimes realize are limiting us now. It could have happened when we were kids, and most of it does start then. And it's impacting us now because we are just so used to the habit of retreating from fear or pain. So in order to combat that, we do that through making changes and taking small steps, making realistic goals, and you have to start somewhere. So like I said, Failed right here. Failed majorly. And I know I tell my clients all the time, make realistic goals. Let me give you an example. A lot of times when I coach women, I will get most women. One of their goals will be, I want to lose weight. I want to be healthier. You know, I want to feel better in my own body, whatever it may be. And when I ask them, okay, well, let's take one step towards that goal. What, what would you like that to be? And I always get, I'm going to work out five days a week for 30 minutes. And I'm always like, girl, 
especially if you have kids. We know with your crazy ass schedule, that is nearly impossible. You cannot do five days a week, every week. You know you're going to nail that. I mean, if you are out there and you're like, no, I do that currently, then God bless you. But I just know that that is very hard to do. And it's very hard to do in the beginning. So the idea is when you're making any lifestyle change, you want to start off so that you actually accomplish that step. Because if you don't, if you say, I'm going to do five days a week, the first time you only do four, you're going to quit because you're going to feel like, well, I didn't reach my goal, so I already failed. So why keep going? So the idea is start small. So for instance, for me, my goal is to work out three days a week, 30 minutes. That is realistic. It is doable. If I work out more, wonderful, but I got to hit that goal. And for some of you starting out, it may only be two days a week. You might be so busy that it's like, I can fit in two days a week for X amount of time. And as long as you do that, amazing. But don't start off like something crazy because you're never going to keep going. You don't want to set yourself up for failure. So realistic goals. And don't be like me who made all these small goals. Like I want to work out three days a week for 30 minutes. I want to journal. I want to drink more water. I want to have like less cocktails during the week with my husband when we watch TV and just do it for like have drinks with special occasions or on the weekends. Like I had six things going. And of course dummy, that's not realistic. So here's the other thing that I want you to hear from me. I'm telling you this because I want you guys to understand that goals are just that. They're goals. It's okay if you fail or have a setback. The fact that you are wanting to make a change in your life is more than most people are doing, right? They aren't even doing that. They're not even committing to making change. So you're already ahead. So it's okay. Own it, reset, and go from there. All right. So in my last video, I brought up that Netflix um, documentary with Jonah Hill and that psychiatrist that I cannot say his last name, um, but his first name is Phil. And that's where this whole comfort zone came from. And I just loved his idea on personal change and realizing, you know, what affected you when you're a kid and what kind of barriers you are placing on yourself because of almost being ashamed of a part that you don't want others to see. And he describes this idea of that we are almost hindered by to change. If you think of it like a warm bath, if you take tons of warm baths, you're never going to want to get into the cold shower. And it like a light bulb went off because it's like, one, I can relate to that because I hate being cold, like hate being cold. So I would never get out of the warm bath. Hence why I probably love my comfort zone. <laughs> Because that I would not want to do that, right? So it's great analogy. And so the idea is that the warm bath is your habits in your comfort zone and the cold shower is life. It's reality. And everybody's going to have cold showers, you guys. That is life. And if you're unwilling to do that, then you're never going to make change. So he believes that you have to confront fears. You have to run straight at them and say, I can do this in order to actually change and live at your 100% who you are authentically, okay? I love that and it makes so much sense. When you run away from fear, it takes a bigger hold on you. It grows and becomes something so much bigger when you don't face it. 
But as you face it and as you get better at facing your fears and really like revealing who you are, it becomes nothing. The fear diminishes. And so that's the whole idea behind goal making and taking steps. And it, I knew that because I've seen that with my clients. So for example, I had one client who wanted to lose weight and lost so much weight and did amazing. And I saw her through that process as she lost weight, other things in her life changed. She was doing things that she hadn't done in years. She was becoming confident. You could see this glow on her. It was like she was finally living who she was at 100%. She used to be ashamed of, you know, gaining this weight or of becoming this person and letting herself go. But she said to the world, basically, and to me, that's what I did. But now I'm doing something about it. And she confronted those fears every day. And she started being who she was meant to be. And it changed not just her weight. That's just a number, whatever. That's great. She looked amazing. But it changed everything else in her life. It had like a downward trickling effect into her life in so many ways. So that's this idea. But we ultimately have to start thinking of fears as not this thing that's in the distance that we have made up in our minds and because of one instance that happened to us or one you know situation we have now created this huge fear or pain that's off somewhere we don't that's in the future right we haven't even reached that but if we are present and we just say right now we're going to start battling fears that come to us right now in the present then it becomes much smaller Another thing that I want to make sure that you guys understand is when we make these realistic goals, the next step that I always say is we have to be consistent and we cannot cancel on ourselves. I'm a huge, huge cheerleader for this one because you guys, canceling on yourself is the number one thing that I think women, especially mamas do, and that's where we fail. And it's because we feel guilt and shame for taking time for ourselves. It is not bad or selfish for you to do stuff for you because I always say this when you are at your best it trickles down to your family and they feel that and then they are at their best if you are not happy with your job your weight your social group your marriage if you don't change it you're never going to get to where you want to be and then your unhappiness your family feels so it is not selfish to make you the best you because ultimately that makes everybody their best so i can't take when women feel like they have to be the ones that cancel because why you deserve to be who you want to be and be at your best just as much as everybody else in your family so no canceling okay and we'll get to why that is a problem or why that might pop up for some of you more than others as we start to go into this next thing that i'm about to discuss and that is during this whole goal making when you start to actually take the actions something that might like come up in that documentary phil was talking about how you have this shadow who you are ashamed of and the shadow almost has like accomplices. That's what I'm going to call them. What I'm going to say it is, is these habits they've created to make that stay 
where it is. So it's kind of giving it extra coverage. Like you ain't getting out of here. People aren't going to see this bad part of me. And I'm going to use these strategies to keep you there. And so when you start to try to go against it, you might see these habits that you are unaware of until you start to make change creep out. Here are a few examples. People pleasing. The victim, playing the victim card. And perfectionism. That's just three of there's there's many more. And let me give you an example. People pleaser. Let's just do the weight one for the example. We'll continue with that one. All right. You scheduled it out. I'm going to do my workouts on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Wednesday, you get a phone call on your way home from work, about to go to your workout and your best friend's like, oh, I really need your help. I'm stuck at work. My kids need picked up. Would you mind going over there and getting them and just watching them till I get home? And in your mind, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to miss my workout. But you say, absolutely, no problem. I can do that. And you hang up the phone and you cancel your workout. Okay. First of all, it's okay to say, oh my gosh, I actually can't do that. If it was Tuesday, I totally could have helped you out. But I have something I really have to do and I can't cancel on. It does not make you selfish. It makes you understand your value and that your your value is just the same as everybody else. It's not on the bottom. And you commit to that because if you cancel on yourself, you're literally already losing. You're not going to move forward on your goal if you don't make it worth something that you are unwilling to sacrifice. Does that, does that make sense? But I think we're so easily guilted into thinking that, oh man, I shouldn't do that. Like they need me. My friends need me. But ultimately why some people are very ingrained with the people pleaser, that's their kind of accomplice of a bad habit is because they get value from that. So somewhere along the line by giving back or or making everybody happy, that made them feel valuable. It gave them validation. And so you think By saying a quick yes, I can help you, you feel good, but you only feel good in that moment. It's a smokescreen, right? Because ultimately, when you didn't work out and you haven't reached your goal and you haven't lost weight, you're the one that loses. Might have felt good to say yes in the moment, but the other person won, which is fine. I'm not saying you can't help out people sometimes, but you can't do it at your own expense. Okay. So, People pleasing is a big one that that pulls people back and holds them back a lot in their life and they don't even realize they're doing it. And you guys, this goes deep. I could probably do a whole episode on this where people pleasing for your parents and you're 40 some years old and you can't tell them, no, I can't do that. I won't do that. Like it, it's ingrained in some people. The other one is playing the victim. The victim card, you guys. Oh, now this one I truly could go on forever, but obviously I will keep this short. So where does the victim come from? And honestly, we all have that in us. And that's because our society, we believe that if you do things right in your life, like, and you're a good person, you go to high school, you get a degree, you go to college, or maybe you don't go to college, but you're on the path that you should be and you get a job and, you know, you're doing everything right, that life is going to be fair. And nothing bad 
is going to happen to you because you did, you're a good person. Well, <laughs> y'all, I will tell you, I'll be the first to tell you that that shit ain't real. Hello. I've experienced that. It doesn't matter. And that's not how life works. Life isn't fair. But we feel when we are the victims that what the hell? I did everything right. This is so unfair. Yeah. Nobody told you that life wasn't going to be unfair. And you guys, this was me. I felt this. I was pissed. I was like, what? I was the victim. You guys, and you are the victim. It doesn't mean that you weren't victimized. But it's, why are you staying there? Move on. You were the victim. But now, that's in the past. Get over it. The longer you stay in the victim arena, in that little horrible space, the worse it gets. The more you miss out on life. The more you don't pursue dreams, happiness, joy, all of those things. And the sad part is, it's already gone. You were the victim, but you aren't the victim now. So it's the understanding of being in the present. That was awful. Okay. And now you're in the present. Let's set goals and move on. And again, going back to let's set goals. This might creep up. I've heard this a hundred times. Well, I tried to start my goal, but you know, when that happened to me two years ago, it just really got me to a space where I just, I mentally can't do it. And I just have anxiety because, you know, and they're literally giving excuses of something that happened to them two years ago is now impacting them now. And this is why they can't complete the goal. And it isn't until I say to them, seriously, like, let's, let's break this down. Is that because you're just still mad about what happened to you? And yes, you might have felt those things then, but why are we using that now? Or is it that you're more scared to actually battle the thing that we're going after? And they're always like, oh my gosh, yes, you're right. I'm like, you have got to stop telling yourself these things that you're just, it's habitual. You're just used to it. You have to stop yourself and be like, that is not true. That was then, this is me now, and move past it. And people do. And they're like, oh my God, I didn't even realize I was like that. Right. That's okay. But now you know, and you have to be aware and get out of it. The other one that kind of piggybacks or piggybacks to that is the perfectionist. Perfectionist people, and I am one, are the best because they will look at something. And as soon as they try to start a goal, if it is not perfect and they can't do it to the nth degree, then they aren't going to do it at all. Because if they can't work out five days a week, then no, it's got to be perfect. If I can't lose this much weight in this amount of time, then no, I'm not doing it. Which I say right back to them, that is a fat excuse. And you're already failing at something you haven't even tried. So talk about not being perfect. You will never be perfect because nobody's perfect. And you will never be better because you haven't even tried the things. So you're already failing. So they're so terrified about failing is their biggest fear somebody being like oh you didn't you didn't make it you didn't get to that goal oh my gosh you're a failure that's like a perfectionist worst nightmare so they give themselves excuses of why if they can't do it this way then they're not going to do it at all but really they're not doing anything once i explain that to people i'm like well 
your fear is that you're not going to be able to complete it in this way that you've made up in your mind that's perfect. Yet you realize that you're already failing because you're not doing anything. And they're like, oh my gosh. I'm like, who said it's got to be perfect? We're just saying you want to run a marathon. So what if you go very slow? The fact that you just did the marathon is a win. Who cares? It doesn't have to be perfect. And it's just their mind's way of holding them back, not exposing this fear that they have, the shadow. And so you guys, I think being aware that these things will pop up is so important because then you know they're there and you're able to battle them and write them down and get it out and say, okay, I'm aware of this, but I'm going to keep going. So that's currently kind of where I'm at. So like, you know, I flopped, went back, retreated. So now I'm like, okay, Jess, let's pick two small goals. Mine's going to be working out and trying to drink less cocktails during the week and only for special events, which honestly I've been doing okay with. And then as I get more comfortable with those and those start becoming habit and ingrained in my life, then I can add on more of like the journaling, drinking more water, all of those things and just slowly work at them. But I want you guys to understand that these are the things you have to start with. So make your small goal, your small step, take that action, be aware of these things that might be creeping up that you have just been doing out of habit, acknowledge them, write it down and say to yourself, okay, this is something that I do, but I can get past this. And then the last thing is what I was saying before is understanding that the more you confront fear and pain in the present takes away this made up craziness that we do to ourselves that hold us back. Just battle today. Don't worry about tomorrow. Be here. And I think you'll be shocked at how much stronger and how much you can make a change in your life by just doing that. All right. Let me know what you guys think. Um, I will post another video podcast in a couple weeks and let you know how this has gone for me. Hopefully, I'm going to do way better. I Fingers crossed. And if you guys have any questions or comments, reach out to me. Let me know. I can help you out. I'd love to hear your thoughts. And that is all. I hope you guys are having a fabulous weekend. And I will see you in the next video.